Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 59. I'm recording today's episode from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where Alyssa and I are camping at the KOA here in town. It's 140 steps away from the beach, so our goal is to go every day and just take a couple minutes off work and go enjoy the beach together. Today is the first episode of what I'm calling mini episodes on the RV Entrepreneur. This is something I've been wanting to do for a long time on the podcast, and I'm finally getting around to launching them. Essentially, mini episodes will be around 10 minutes in length and be aired in between regularly scheduled podcast interviews. But first, what the heck is a mini episode? I want the overall purpose of the podcast to stay the same. The goal of helping people make the transition to full-time travel by bringing on valuable guests and sharing valuable content that will help you do that. However, instead of interviews, I'll dedicate these mini episodes to more actionable advice. The interviews lend themselves really well for great conversation and stories where you can pull takeaways and value. So think of these tiny episodes as more bite-sized with just the meat on them. These episodes will be a mix of some of the most popular questions that people have asked me that we get a lot in our email or that we get in our Make Money in RV Facebook group. So if you have any burning questions that you've been thinking about or wondering about uh, as it pertains to this lifestyle, building a business on the road, or even if it's a little bit more niche, like what kind of RV should I buy? I know that you're not the only one. So shoot me those emails, Heath at campgroundbooking.com, and that'll help me come up with some more content for these episodes. So I'll be leaning a lot on you guys for this because I want to make sure that I'm providing value, that I'm able to interact with you guys. Also, we'll cover some of the things that I've been learning as I've been bootstrapping our software business, Campground Booking from the Road, and just sharing takeaways and value from us getting our business up and going and kind of using that as a guinea pig, as a test area where I can try things while we're traveling and be able to share those learnings with you guys. And lastly, I'll use these mini episodes to dig into some more detailed subjects like budget travel, what kind of RV to pick, favorite apps we use to run our business on the road, and how to make travel days less stressful. These are just some examples, but I want to get into some more really specific areas now that we've covered a lot of different topics uh, that are a little bit more broad, people's stories. I think it's time to dig into a little bit more of the tactical stuff. Today, I want to talk about how to negotiate lower or free camping rates. Obviously, one of the biggest expenses while RVing is paying for your campsite. It's your lodging. And one easy way to combat this is to boondock for long periods of time on BLM land or on national forests or in your friend's driveway who doesn't mind putting up with you in your RV for an extended stay. But if driveway stays don't appeal to you and maybe you're not set up mentally for boondocking or your RV doesn't have the solar or anything like that for long periods of boondocking, I want to talk about another way to drastically decrease camping fees. This is something I tried to do unsuccessfully around our second or third month of travel back in 2014. I had the bright idea that, you know, as two 23-year-olds, we were doing a little bit of blogging for ourselves and RV companies. I could easily just reach out to campgrounds and ask for a free stay. I don't know why the heck I thought that. I was, I was dumb. I told them about Hourly America and what we were doing and some of the companies we had written for, and I fired out a few emails to various campgrounds along our route. And not surprisingly, none of them got back to me. Looking back, I'm not surprised at all. I don't even think I gave them a clear deliverable. And plus, I reached out to them over email, which I also realized was a big mistake. Either way, my first attempt to try and reduce our camping fees was unsuccessful. 
Yet this past fall, we were able to secure a few free months of lodging at a campground in the San Marcos area in exchange for a video, as well as multiple other stays along our route in exchange for providing some type of service, either video, writing blog posts about the campground, or a couple social media posts. And I know you might be thinking, okay, well, Heath, you guys work with Winnebago, you have this podcast, you have a blog, Instagram, whatever. And I don't have any of these things that I can use as leverage to try to pitch a campground. You're totally right. So I want to share with you guys some examples of why you can do this without having any type of following in the RV industry, a blog, whatever. Those things always help, but you can do what I'm talking about without any of those things. We've actually met a lot of other travelers who have done something very similar to what we did without having any type of following. They've been able to negotiate a few free nights or longer in campgrounds in exchange for bartering services. One case in point is a guy we met at our conference named Ron. He came to the RV Entrepreneur Summit, and he had just hit the road a few weeks before the summit. He has no online following, no connections with RV companies, no podcast or anything. But Ron does have amazing videography skills. After staying at our campground for a few days, he wanted to stick around the area. He befriended the owners. He walked up to the front office, and he asked if he could make a nice little about video of the owners in exchange for a few more nights at the park. And they said yes. Ron was able to extend his stay, do some more laundry, and hang out a few more days in the Fredericksburg area. And all he did was walk up there and say, hey, I think it would be cool to make an about video for you guys. I like y'all, and I think you could go on your website. You could bring more campers to the park because they get to know you as the owners a little bit more. And, and they said yes. Another example is a guy named Rich who I've interviewed on this podcast. He will go and take on campgrounds as web clients and then spend periods of time at their park at a discounted or free rate while also being paid to build out their website, take photos at their park, etc. The bottom line is this, campgrounds like any business, they need to attract customers, right? In order to stay in business, make money. If you have a skill that can help them, whether it's video, web design, a little bit of muscle to help them move a heavy pile of wood or anything else, you can leverage those, barter with them to a mutual exchange of services. You leverage one of your skills to help them succeed and in return, they give you a discount for your lodging. And the most known and common version of this is work camping, which I'm sure if anybody's listening to this, you've heard of work camping. You basically get a free site in exchange for cleaning bathrooms or doing something along those lines at a campground. But some work camping jobs require 30 to 40 hours of work per week in exchange for no pay and just a free campsite. What I'm talking about here is leveraging your most valuable and profitable skills in order to help the campground succeed or be better. Sure, listen, I could work camp and technically get free lodging, but a video we helped produce for that campground in San Marcos has been viewed over 80,000 times on Facebook. You can see people tagging their friends who want to go visit that campground, which means those three months of lodging that we were given from them helped them attract more people to the campground through our video, which feels great. If you want to try to negotiate a lower or free camping fee at a campground, here are a few things that I've learned in the short period of time we've been partnering services with campgrounds. One, like any client, don't pick one that you wouldn't want to work with. I know this goes without saying, but if a campground has terrible online reviews and it looks like the owners don't care about their park or treat their customers well, they probably wouldn't treat you well. Another way to say this is that if you wouldn't stay at the park as a camper, don't work with them. Two, if you find a park that you think you want to work with, go ahead and make reservations and plan to pay them for their stay. I know the whole point is to try to get discounted or free lodging, but something I've learned about this industry is that it's across the board a relationship-driven industry. You're 10x more likely to succeed in pitching your services to a campground if you ask them in person. Plus, this gives you a chance to check out their facilities and park and know that it's a place that you would actually want to spend some time working. And lastly, make sure your services are actually going to be valuable for the campground. 
the whole point is to do something for the campground that will provide something of value. If we were trying to pitch a campground a video and they had just gotten a video done for their park, I wouldn't do that because it wouldn't be extremely valuable for them. The big reason I'm, in, I'm enjoying doing some work with campgrounds while we're on the road is that it, one, helps subsidize the cost of our travel, and two, we get to further hone our video skills and do some cool videos while we're on the road so it aligns with you know, our work and, and how we find meaning and what we do. And while I was recording this, Alyssa actually walked over here and handed me a sticky note with our past eight months of lodging, and I had no idea what these numbers were, but I wanted to share them with you guys. The past eight months, we've spent $890.53 on lodging, which amounts to $111.32 a month, or $3.59 a night, which is mind-blowing. And granted, I think one of those months our RV was in the shop, so... I'm sure while we're traveling along the East Coast this fall, these are going to be significantly more expensive. Part of this is we were at the same campground. But nonetheless, this is an insanely small amount that we've spent on lodging because we've been bartering lots of different services with campgrounds. And once you get one, it's easy to kind of take that and replicate it and show, hey, we did this video or we did this project for this campground. It worked out really well. And they can be a testimonial for you guys and things like that. Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in to this first mini episode of the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm going to be releasing these every Friday. So if you have any questions or any topics that you want me to cover, shoot me an email, heath at campgroundbooking.com. I would love to hear from you guys and come up with new concepts for some of these mini episodes. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you all next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.